This is Shi'ar Jashub, coming from Shi'ar Jashub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, will be continuing a sermon in his series on heavenly authority. This current message focuses on the qualifications for the administration offices. And when we left off, Pastor was in 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 3, where Paul says that the bishop must not be covetous, must not be a lover of money. Let's rejoin Pastor Greg. So, philaguras means to be a lover of silver. Aphilaguras means not to love, not to be a lover of silver, not to be a lover of money. Someone without a love of money. Someone free from a love of money. And you know that money and the love of money, money is a tool. Money is a tool to be used, but that constant love of money, grasping at money, can be the root of all evils. And if you have someone in the church, and we've seen it in ministries over the years, that they need money to survive. It costs money to hear somebody on the television. When they travel around and they come into a city and they set up tents, it takes a lot of money. And they need to raise money to do those things, but sometimes it gets to a point that they get so caught up in the money that it brings shame onto the church. They start to see themselves in a position of bringing in great money onto themselves. They become greedy lovers of silver, someone that's very fond of silver, and that's a bad thing to have in the oversight of a church. And we've seen much shame and disgrace come upon all the churches because of that. So if you look at these, you notice this theme, this lack of control, love of money, self-indulgence, poor character, poor or unseemly behavior, not sound of mind, all these things you put together in verses 2 and 3, and you know that if somebody does those things, it's bad for the church, and it's bad to have in church leadership positions. And then in verse 4, you have a positive statement. He says, one who rules his own house well. One who rules his own house well. And the NIV will say, he must manage his own family well. That's the first part of that verse. And that word there for rule, some people don't like the word rule. Poisteme, um, we mentioned this before, it means to stand before, someone that's placed before. So to stand before in rank and thus to lead, to attend to. But the word indicates care and diligence, not a rule or maybe as we think of in the Gentile world, you know, ruling over somebody, but someone that's attentive to the needs of those placed in their trust. They're in the position to stand before the church, to preside, to maintain, to manage, to be set over the church for the good of the church. Well, that word here is being used for the household, to preside, to manage, to rule over, to stand before the family, to lead and attend and care and maintain the family, one who so manages, who rules his own house well. To rule his own house, to manage his own house well. And then it says, having children in submission with all reverence. 
or, and see that his children obey him with proper respect. In the NIV, that his children obey him with proper respect, in submission with all reverence. Reverence means respect. And now notice this a minute. We said back in verse 2 that the bishop must be the husband of one wife, right? Not having multiple marriages. And now we read not just that he's married, but he has children. This overseer, this bishop has children that should be in submission, should obey him, should respect him. How does that agree with some of the older churches when you say bishop, you're speaking about an unmarried man, right? If you go into the Catholic Church, a bishop is never married, right? And here, in the letter of 1 Timothy, in the instructions that Saint the Apostle Paul gives to Timothy, he says, let him be the husband of one wife, let him be a man whose children are in submission to him with all reverence, that he's able to rule his own house well. It doesn't agree, right? Now, we talked about celibacy and the place of celibacy in ministry, but it doesn't agree here. For that matter, some would say the criteria is just the opposite, that it should be a married man, it should be someone that has a family, and the family should respect him. And look for the reason for the statement. Look down to verse 5. Let's go ahead to verse 5. For if a man is, and it's in parenthesis in the New King James, it's a parenthetical statement that Paul's saying, he's explaining why he's giving this criteria. For if a man does not know how to rule his own house, how will he take care of the church of God? For if a man does not know how to rule his own house, how will he take care of the church of God? Think about it. The man's family is really a training ground for a larger family, right? As he has to deal with his wife, as he has to deal with his children, it gives experience, experience that's so necessary in dealing with a larger family. And a lot of the same problems you have in your immediate family, they're magnified, they exist the same way in the church, only on a larger level. So he's missing the training ground of being able to deal with people that are close to him in a family situation, wife, children. If he's an unmarried man placed in the position of an overseer, an elder, or a pastor, right? It also takes away his ability to identify with the people in the church because you have families in the church. And it's very hard to be able to empathize, teach from the scriptures about things you know nothing of. Uh, if you've had difficulty with your children, it's very easy to empathize and speak from the scriptures with those who have had difficulty with their children. And so he's not supposed to be some alien or foreigner to the people, somebody that's up there who knows nothing of your life and you know nothing of his life, Rather, he should be someone like the brethren who knows what it's like to have a wife, have children, have a family, and be in the community. And so, as God has selected the person, as the people have recognized the person, he's able to identify with them and can then preach from the scriptures relevant to what's going on in their own situations. Not only that, but it reveals 
character in Christ, whether he can handle the position or not. Uh, Jesus taught in the parable of the minors, or in the Hebrew, the, the Semitic, the minas, uh, he said in Luke chapter 19, in verse 15 in this parable, and so it was that when he returned, having received the kingdom, he then commanded these servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Then came the first, saying, Master, your miner has earned ten miners. And he said to him, Well done, good servant. Because you were faithful in a very little, have authority over ten cities. That's a principle throughout the scripture. To be faithful in the little, in the small responsibility, and then if you're faithful in that small responsibility, the Lord gives you greater authority. We're speaking about heavenly authority. We're talking about authority positions in the church. And so Paul says, if the man does not know how to rule his own house, how will he take care of the church of God? If he can't do that, how do you expect him then to be able to be faithful with much? If he's given the little and this responsibility of one's close to him and it's not working out very good, well, there's a good chance it might not work out very good if he's over the whole church. And we talked last time how uh, if the man leaves his wife, uh, if the husband's not faithful to his wife, well, there's a good chance that as things get tough in the church, he might take off on the church. That character that needs to be built up in the very difficult situation of family life, now with a little of faithful, then over much. Now over the church. And this ordering, we talked about the good behavior, the ordering, the arranging. I gave that example last time from Bill Bright and Campus Crusade for Christ. Everything being ordered around in the life as Jesus is on the throne of our lives and our egos are submissive to him. That ordering of the bishop's life has to be transmitted to his family and the children treat him properly and heed him and respect him as their father. Now, anybody listening to this, in today's society, and you know, you got this flexibility. Obviously, Paul is giving the ideal here, uh, and very few live up to the ideal. But these are things, generally speaking, that are, that are indicators to know who should be in these positions. And anyone listening to this says, boy, that sounds, we'll say in today's society, that sounds archaic. You want the man to be a father who rules or manages in a way of presiding over. He rules his house, the man rules his house, and his children are in submission with reverence to him. In American society, that's laughable. And maybe that gives us the key to why American society is falling apart and the families are falling apart. Too often men, the fathers of a family, do not exhibit the qualities of character in their families to earn respect and to earn obedience. Too many men are not concerned about it. They have they're concerned about other things and they don't give the, the time or attention to do that which is necessary and right to earn the respect. 
On the other hand, you have a society that teaches that even if you have a man that's doing everything right, he's providing for his family, he loves his children, he loves his wife, he's caring, he's trying to manage everything, he's trying to make it all work in a very difficult situation, don't you dare give him heed, don't you give him respect, don't you let him manage you, don't you let him control you or rule over you, and that's part of the rebellious nature of American society. Who is that man to rule over us, right? Children, don't let your, your father, your parents, and mainly the father, there's still a place for moms. Now he's, he's there to go make the money and he can't tell you what to do in your life. And women, you should not be submissive to your husbands. How dare they say this man should manage the house? Well, you remember when we examine the word in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 28 for administrations, it comes from a word in Greek and Latin from pilotage, to steer, to be a helmsman. And a family is like a ship. The church is like a ship. And it's in pretty rocky waters. And if you don't have a good helmsman, someone there that's faithful and responsible, who sees his task as noble, to steer that ship, or if others are not allowing him to steer, if there's mutiny and they're pulling away at him as he's trying to steer in the hard waters, that ship is in danger, be it the family, be it the church, of sinking, of hitting a rock and going down. And when it goes down, everyone goes down with it. Listen to Pastor Greg Scalzo on the web at shiarjeshub.org and watch the live streams of our Sunday service on the Shiar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle YouTube channel.